Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Bet MGM is pitching baseball fans a chance to swing for the fences. Register using code CAPITAL200 and win $200 in free bets when you place a $10 money line wager on any Major League Baseball game and either team hits a home run, regardless of your bet's outcome. Enjoy baseball like never before with BetMGM's daily promotions at your fingertips all season long. Sign up today and find out why nothing beats a win at the King of Sportsbooks. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Hey, sis, are you FaceTiming me from HomeSense again? Saving money? That's my jam. What do we think? Outdoor dining set or wicker lounge set? Since your signature dish is a margarita, go with lounge. Okay, I am so ready for this party. It's been too long. Wait, go back. Show me those pretty ceramic plates. They're melamine. Even you can't break them. Look, these cute cushions match is my shirt. Is that sh- my shirt? Outfit your outdoors. Have it today at HomeSense. Standout pieces. Outstanding prices. For your introduction. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Corner to Corner Wrestling Radio. We're live right now through C2CRadioShow.com, Spreaker.com, Spotify, Amazon Music, uh, Apple iTunes, and all kinds of places in between. I'm Stan Grubb, my tag team partners, Rob Hefner. What is the happening, people? And Brian Taylor. What's up? What's up? And man, oh man, we, we got a lot to talk about tonight. We got lots of news. We got lots of excitement. But very first thing, right off the bat, guess who we've got on the line? None other than the one of the creators of Wrestle Deck, the the indie wrestling sports card game, collectible card game. I can't wait to talk to him. Let's bring him in right now. Steven, welcome to the show, sir. Hey, man. How's it going? Are you guys having a good night so far? Ah. Uh, it's, Wonderful. Yeah, yeah, Any we, night that I get to talk to Stan and Brian is a great night. <laughs> oh, that's sweet. He's a sweet. And a total lie. Yeah, it's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least he, at least he knows to put you guys over. So that's a good. Thing. We appreciate it. I mean, it's it's few far between. So when it happens, it's kind of a nice thing. And tonight is special because we have a VIP. That's right. That's right. So we have to be nice to each other, guys. Ha ha. <laughs> so wait, are, are you guys nice to me because I'm a fellow like Southeasterner? Or you guys are in Virginia, right? We are indeed. Yes. I I am from just outside the Queen City and uh, outside of Charlotte, North Carolina. Ooh. Ah, God bless you. We like Charlotte. Yes, we do. 
I miss <laughs> Charlotte though. I miss it so bad. Aren't they? Aren't they getting ready to do another one? Yeah. Anyway, we'll talk. Like, we'll talk about that later. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so let my man talk. Stephen, we love Dan's favorite person because you're from down near Charlotte. That's hey, it. Hey, the Carolina Panthers are where it's at, and we are on a victory Monday. Ooh, there. I'm a Dolphins fan though. Oh no, that's all right. They're Reds. So what, uh, high Washington fans. All, what high school did y'all beat this week? Ouch! <laughs> we beat Ouch. the New England Patriots, buddy. Uh, well, it's all right. The Washington doesn't have a name team. Um, <laughs> we put all our hopes in a guy who's been on 16 different teams, and then he gets hurt in the first inning. Yeah, the the, the magic is out for us. It's magic. Yeah, but you know, uh, Heineke Taylor Heineke is actually a quite. He looked a good pretty good. Yeah, so that pretty could good. be beneficial to the team. So, hey, here at C2C, here at Corner to Corner, we love all things wrestling, including video games. As soon as I saw your advertisements, your tweets on for WrestleDeck, I had to jump in. And, and we do, we are very picky with interviews. Like, we want to make sure we pick out only the best of the best. And so when I saw this, I was like, nah, we got to get this guy on here. So I started listening, started grabbing some information, and you've been announcing, you know, different talent that you've signed on. So let's just start with, with kind of an obvious question. Can, sure. can you describe for us how this game came about and how it works? All right. So, like, the, the story is the most hilarious. Uh, so my brother-in-law is actually the developer. Uh, he's been in mobile gaming for a decade as a lead developer. Uh, he's he's was the lead developer on the Godfather mobile game from the movie. Um, Everwing, oh, wow. Cat Life. He, he's done he's done so many mobile games that have been a success. And every Friday night, he lives two houses over from me. And uh, every Friday night, he comes over and we eat chicken wings and pizza. All our kids hang out. And uh, he was complaining about the place he was working at. And I was, uh, you know, I'm a stay-at-home dad and soccer coach. And uh, one thing came to another, and uh, we landed on wrestle deck uh and uh yeah that's kind of how it came about it wasn't actually the first idea we had though we the first idea was a a draft king style uh application for indie wrestling i mean draft kings is kind of tough because you, you're right away having to get a financial commitment from your consumer from your client yeah so it's you got to have a, a solid presentation from the very beginning versus putting together a game where you can continuously develop it. Um, yeah. There's a lot more tolerance for bugs, so to speak. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, absolutely. That and the legal aspect of it with all the gambling. Yeah. Um, we we shied away from it. Uh, I had kind of told I helped promote a wrestling show last year for charity for first responders. Uh, first time I had ever done anything like that. Uh, I've been in sales and marketing my whole life. But uh, I got an opportunity to help put together a show. Uh, our main event was going to be Blake Christian versus Alex Zane, oh, and wow. uh, we did a, we 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 donated all the all the profits to charity, and um, so that was cool. And at that point, because I've always been a like like I mean when I was a kid, I was a WCW kid, but you know I've always kind of been a WWE guy, I guess. And uh, I kind of got to to know some people in indie wrestling, and I'm like. I feel like there should be a platform for this because you see so much about GCW and limitless wrestling and all these indie promotions. And I'm like, man, there's gotta be a way to promote these guys right before they get signed. And, uh, you know, really give them a platform for kids and, and other adults to, to find them and these promotions as well. So really 
th this game came about because uh, there was an opportunity in the market for an indie wrestling game. And quite frankly, Supercard isn't the most, uh, I don't want to bury anybody. Uh, it, it doesn't, it doesn't give a lot to your, to your player. You don't get to choose a lot. You're, you watch a lot of videos, you collect a lot of cards and that's about it. And our game is much different than that. Yeah. I've, you I've mean seen Cash that. Daddy? <laughs> Cash what was Daddy that? indeed. <laughs> so with what you've been putting together, um, I've seen in the cards that you've that you've showed a sort of demo the the talent for the roster, the different levels or different tiers, so to speak. So like lower yeah. card, mid card, main event, and I saw Ricky Morton, and that introduced a legends tier. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. So we have three legends in the game. Ricky was the first one. Uh, absolute awesome dude to work with. Uh, as far as like putting together the all of our talents are signed. By the way, all of them are paid to be in the game. We're not ripping pictures from Google or anything like that. We're, you know, this is a way for us to give back to, uh, to to the industry and, you know, give these people on a legitimate basis the opportunity to be in a game. But uh, I, I had the opportunity. Uh, I had spoken with Ricky before and uh, had an opportunity to bring him on. And, uh, I mean, if you're, a, if you're a guy like myself or like you guys from the southeast, I mean, Ricky Morton, that, that's kind of a childhood staple. Like, uh, we all watched Ricky Morton when we were younger, assuming you guys are about my age. I'm mid-30s. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, we, I jumped at that chance and uh, love to have him in the game. So how – Yeah, go ahead. Oh, so how, how, how do you determine, like, what tier the wrestler is? Or can they advance tiers? So anybody – so there's a general rule of thumb here, right? We have three legends. Uh, all of them are kind of retired wrestlers or recently retired. I have to make sure I have that correct. Um, all of them are you know, legends in the industry, right? You would know them by name if you heard them. Um, even if you're a fringe wrestling fan, I think you would know all of our legends. Um, so most everybody else has three different tiers. So like Ivelisse, Leo Rush, they all have a lower card, a mid card, and a main event level. Um, if you if you're on TV or been on TV with a major promotion, you have all three tiers. Um, if you're just an indie guy who's still cutting his teeth, you start with a lower and a mid card, and once you pop up on TV, we'll introduce that main event version. Oh wow! So we have uh, a peek behind. I haven't told anybody else this, so this is breaking on your your show. Awesome. I think. Um, so, uh, any of you guys play Pokemon at any point in your life? Mm, I've really. collected the cards, but I've never played yet. Okay, My kids so, play. Okay, so there was a thing called the Pokédex, mm -hmm. right? And it lists out, you know, one, two, three, and all the evolutions and all that kind of stuff. We have a WrestleDex. Um, oh, wow. So, we have 150 cards that we're going to start with. Everybody has three tiers, unless you're a legend. If you're a legend, it's just the one tier, and they're going to be insanely hard to beat uh, in the game. And insanely hard to collect if you're trying to collect them. So, um, yeah, we, we have a WrestleDex. Everybody ha is going to have the opportunity that they announced for the game to have all three versions, all three tiers. Well, that's cool. I can get with that. That's definitely a, a interesting spin on it. Yeah, we uh, we're, we're trying to make it more 
uh, add a little strategy to it. Uh, we have types. There's three different types in the game. There's a high flyer, a technician, and a, and a, and a power wrestler. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of them have strengths against one of the other types. So if you're a high flyer, uh, a power guy is going to be it's going to be easier to beat a high flyer. A technical guy can beat a power guy. Uh, it, you know, we, we're we're trying to throw some things in there to make it more of a strategic game. So staying with the the strategy aspect, does that mean we're starting with because the character card itself is the theme of the deck? Would that be a, a safe assessment? What do you mean by that? So, in other words, if you're putting a, a deck of cards together to play this game, is sure. it a, a character that is kind of like your main point, but you're selecting moves or cards or pages that would be in there? So, yeah. So, it's a mobile game, so it'll mm-hmm. be on all Android and Apple devices. So, you're going to open up your first pack when you get into the game. You're going to be given a few cards, right? And then you're going to be trying to build your locker room from different packs that you obtain and then put together the best stable that you possibly can to go into matches with. Oh, so it's, it's, that's cool. That is actually solid, man. That's so it's not exactly <laughs> like you're creating a, a move set for a specific deck, but it's no, a, no, no, no. a grouping. I gotcha. Yeah. So you're going to, you're going to want to collect as many packs as you can. So you can collect all the cards to put in your locker room. You'll then build your stable from your locker room to go into matches with. Now I've seen I've seen some of the sneak peeks, I've seen some of the videos that you've placed and a lot of them are showing some some if if you pause them at the right spot, you can see some cool tidbits like there's a health bar for example. Yeah. So in the middle of a match, how is health determined? Is it determined by the by the character card or does everybody start with the same amount? Nope. So much much like uh, most games, everybody's going to have their own HP Everybody's going to have their own attack statistic, defense statistic, speed statistic. Uh, If you draw two packs and you get two uh, mid-card Leo rushes, right? Mm -hmm. They could be incredibly different statistic-wise. Wow. So you could draw a Leo rush that has, I'm just going to throw a number out there, right? 30 HP and then draw another mid-card Leo rush and he might have 37 HP. So the... The stats are not, I guess, static. No. No. They're, <laughs> oh, wow. They're, they're, no, it's within a range, right? Like right, you're, right. You're not going to get like a, a 99 power low card level 12. <laughs> but um, they're within a range so that, you know, as players go and they collect more packs, you know, you're going to have choices, right? Like you're going to get that lower card Ivalice maybe that you've, you've really leveled up and then have an opportunity to get an even more powerful Ivalice and then have to make that decision. Do I want to keep two? Mm. Do I want to take up two locker room spots? Do I want to get rid of the, the one I've invested all the time in? Or, you know, we're going to give players a lot of options, and it's, it's a very strategic game under the hood. I, 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 was, I guess I wasn't really expecting <laughs> there to be some variance, you know, because yeah. – We've we've all played SuperCard. The three of us have played SuperCard, you know, since the beginning. Oh man, God bless you. And ah. you know, they're they're really <laughs> yeah, they're really just you know, it, it wouldn't matter if you drew to, you know, uh, the same tier for Seth Rollins. Sure. At the end of the day, now the cards are going to end up, you know, almost exactly the same. 
Sure. But with these, I mean, it, it almost, to me, you could almost like kind of hold out for, you know, almost like that perfect roll yeah. type card. You could, um, you know, we're, we're really trying to make the, uh, a lot of this game at this point, uh, we have some more art that needs to go in and stuff like that. We're about 80% done, uh, to oh, be wow. honest with you guys. A lot of this game right now is just he and I working on the balancing of this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, him being in the, the mobile game industry for about 10 years, the last thing he wants is to put out a game that's all pay for play, where you, mm-hmm. just, you, you spend the most money and you're going to get the best locker room and it takes all the fun out of it, right? But at the same time, you know, we have to allow for some of that, of course. Um, so a lot of this game, a lot of what we're doing right now is just trying to put the balance in this game to make it equal parts, grind and play the game and have some fun with it along with, okay, you want to spend a little bit of money to get that perfect balance that you want. So at this point, we're, we're really just trying to put together and balance this game mm-hmm. as best as we can. So is there a closed beta going on right now? Not yet, but if you guys want in on that, uh, you can you can message me. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we would love it. We would love it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, yeah, you guys can get a beta, no problem. Sweet. All right, so how how does now that we've talked about the the, the wrestlers themselves, how how does a match unfold? If All right, you can, so uh, explain that. Yeah, so like I said, you're gonna have a locker room, right? Uh, you're going to select your stable from the locker room. You're going to go into a bracket system or into just a singles match. If you go into the bracket system, there's going to be three cards for you to face, right? Um, so let's say you choose bracket one. You select it. There's going to be a three-card stable you're going to go against. If you win, you're going to get money. You're going to get XP, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and you're going to go in. You're going to select the card you want to choose against the card that the computer selected. And then you're going to have that match. And then you're going to go through in the match and actually select the moves that you want to do. So it's, you're not watching videos in WrestleDeck. There's no video matches. I don't know how people do it. <laughs> yeah. Trust me, I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> so so now are the are is like the move set, I'm assuming, would be geared towards – your bra, uh, your high flyer. Yep. Yep. So, um, not everybody has their own ind- individual sp- uh, finisher, but like uh, I- I'll say this, I haven't told anybody else this either. Uh, JD Drake is a is a power wrestler, right? I'm ah, sure you guys are familiar man. with Mr. JD Drake. Uh, he does a he does a moon salt for his finisher, off nice. the top rope, because uh, that's what he does in real life. Um, so. Uh, yeah, you're gonna select. There's a there, there's a randomized listing that will be selected for each card. Um, we have a we have a couple handful of moves for each uh, each type. So you got his other his former tag partner as well, Anthony Henry. So you got the yeah, uh, actually in there, which is awesome. Uh, yeah, I uh, so we announced Alex Zane and Anthony Henry. The day their contract, the day their thirty-day non-compete ended uh, with WWE. Yeah, I mean, while we got a chance, it's an extensive list, but let's read off some of the names on this roster here. You got Fuego, yeah, go ahead, Fuego del Sol, who just—I mean, what a time to get him in there because he just <laughs> got a contract with AEW. Um, 
Leo Rush, I think his uh, ability through not just the indies but on television is uh, could never be understated. He's a great competitor. Joey Silver, Masha, Masha Slamovich, and I, I apologize if I botched a few of these names. Some of these are new faces that I got. I'm going to have to research even deeper. Let uh, me tell you about Masha. She is yeah. everywhere right now. She will be uh, prediction time. I don't know if you guys do predictions. You can bring me back to tell me I'm wrong or right. This time next year, she signed full time to a, a major TV company. Gonna happen. Well, uh, honestly, I've I've been surprised that some of these other names like uh, Rachel Ellering uh, and uh, Eva Lee haven't gotten full time deals somewhere. I mean, Rachel Ellering, I've, we've seen her live in Charlotte. As yeah. a matter of fact, um, she's with Impact. Yeah, yeah, but it's just she on a full time deal, or is it just a pay per appearance? Uh, I, I mean, I I believe she's with Impact full time. Okay. So, I mean, you've got some, some excellent names on here, and the process of getting a person involved, the process of cutting contact with them, was it just simply, all right, let's just find this top 50? I mean, how many people are you looking to put in the game before launch? Uh, we, knew. <laughs> we knew from the beginning, uh, because a lot of this is actually based off of Pokemon. Um uh, the original Pokemon Red and Blue for the old big Game Boys. You remember those, like, big, giant, gray Game Boys? The the original Pokemon had 150 in its Pokedex. So we said, upon launch, we want 150 slots in our, our Wrestle decks. And uh, so we kind of worked that way. We knew we wanted some Legends. Um, and then I really wanted to, you know, the, the Forbidden Door has been such a thing that Tony Khan and AEW's created. And I said, how cool would it be if we could kind of jump in on that and, and grab all these talents from all these different promotions, as well as get that next crop of guys and gals that are going to be going to those promotions and, you know, give them the platform that, you know, people see them and, and we're going to do things where we can push their merch in the game. And, and again, we're really trying to get back to the industry with this one. Um, but yeah, as far as we knew from the jump, we wanted 150 spots in our wrestle decks. Now, besides wrestlers, what other kind of – are you going to have managers? Are you going to have, like, that, th those kind of cards? Yeah, so managers won't be upon release. Uh, I can tell you I've already started talking to some managers on the indie scene. Managers will be added to the game pretty quickly at some point after launch. Uh, we do have um, kind of like stat boosters. We call them gimmicks, of course. Uh, we have the old box of gimmicks. Uh and uh, you're going to be able to use some cards to. Uh, I actually think my developer tweeted out the the uh, snap in the snap into it stick. <laughs> it looks like a. Uh, so I I took the liberty of all of those. All of them have names that should make wrestling fans uh, laugh and and, and smile. That's uh, awesome. They're all Easter egg kind of things. Uh, it, you know, kind of like the snap into it stick. <laughs> Anything but the drip stick, sir. <laughs> no drip stick. I, I'm sure that's copyrighted by WWE, and we're really not trying to get a lawsuit with WWE at the beginning. <laughs> Maybe in a year or two. No, I'm kidding. Eh, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> at this rate, if you waited out long enough, you might be able to catch just their video library. Hey, maybe you know, my my hope is that I can at least just get signed just long enough and then get released so I can get a couple paychecks. That seems to be the new uh, the going thing to do. 
Well, then you could put it on your posters for any time somebody advertises you. <laughs> Former exactly. WWE superstar. <laughs> That's it, man. And look, uh, you know, I will say talent, talent do get an increased fee uh, for being on WWE. So I, I realize that all of this is tentative and you guys are still in developmental. Have you, sure. have you been able to kind of envision a timetable as to when you hope Obviously, like I said, I know it's it's all fluid, but a timetable sure. for when you hope to have a release? Uh, we're hoping to have the beta out early next month, early, mid next month. Oh, awesome. Uh, and, and then really from that, it's going to be how many bugs are in it, uh, what needs to get overhauled, um, and then feedback from guys like you. Uh, we're going to send it out to, to YouTubers and Twitchers and you guys and uh, heavy players of Supercard and just kind of let us know what do you like, what don't you like. Um, and you know, we're, we're going to take that feedback and of course we can't make every change, but, um, we're, we're, you know, this is a game for fans. Um, we're, we're fans. I'm a diehard fan. Um, have been my whole life. Um, I mean, I think my parents told me when I was three, I was walking around the house with my underwear saying woo. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it's, uh, it's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, we're, we're excited. We, I mean, my developer and I, we talk every day. Of course, he's my brother-in-law, my neighbor. And uh, every day, it's just we, we end up getting the point of, man, I just want to get this thing released. I just want to get this thing released. So we're right there with everybody. We know people want it, play it, and trust me, we want to release it. So, shameless plug, what, what are the odds that, you know, podcast commentators, broadcasters... <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, can they get a card? Can they get a highlight? You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, we've talked about a really cool way. <laughs> we do shameless plugs all the time. If somebody uh, doesn't show I, I'll it, tell you know, we're not doing I, jobs. I told you this off air. I've been a content creator in the wrestling space for about 10 years. Yes. Um, I know how much work it takes for you guys. Uh, podcasts, websites, uh, even just Twitter people, right? Like Stephanie Hypes or... Uh, oh God, share Delaware or any of those gals or anybody mm -hmm. who, who puts out content every day or every week. Uh, so much goes into it. Um, we are doing something to, uh, to t a little shout. Uh, I'll tell you what, I'll talk to you guys off air about that. I think I can do something for you. That's pretty cool. I appreciate that. <laughs> I mean, we, 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 we love, I mean, the whole deal as it is, but you know, yeah. We were able to uh, talk with what was the guy's name? Uh, it was for Supercard, not Supercard, Superjaw. Sorry. Um, okay. And he's he put together a paper format, which is similar to what you've got. Only there's some differences. There's some actually really big differences. But um, he's done it's a great job of working with like Boot and Heel uh, to help with giving back to the industry. So we always want to try to help out, and of course, if it helps us too, sure, why not? Yeah, no, absolutely. I appreciate shameless plugs. Yeah. If you don't ask, you don't get. I mean, that's what I, somebody told me that once. I mean, I don't know okay. if it's true. You never know unless you ask. So you've got, you've got a, a timetable. It sounds like you're, you're working at a pretty frenetic pace. Um, what are some things that you wanted to see without a shadow of a doubt in the game before anything else? Uh, being able to select your move. Uh, the, the, the HP bar and move, like actually being able to control your card mm -hmm. was the genesis of this game. 
when we downloaded Supercard in my kitchen, when we were trying to decide what kind of game to make, um, and the fact that you just watch video after video after video after video after video, I, I don't see how people do it. Um, we wanted a clean game that that people actually had the opportunity to to have choice in. And um, yeah, I mean that that is the, from the very beginning that HP bar move selection and a clean like a nice clean sleek game. Supercard can be a bit overwhelming mm-hmm. for players, especially if you're a new player and you see all those things pop up. Our cards, we wanted it to be front and center, the wrestler. Like, that is the shining point of our cards. Um, so, yeah, just really a, a more engaging experience for the player. What has been some of the hurdles that you found, like, you didn't expect when trying to come up with something? Um, you know? I, I'll be honest. So, like, my side of this is all the business stuff, right? It's like talking to you guys and doing the Twitter stuff and all the contracts for the talent, uh, choosing the talent. That's all been me. Um, my developer, on the other hand, uh, we, we've had some obstacles as far as, you know, we, really creating this game from from nothing, right? Like, we, we had an idea, it's card, right? But what do those cards look like designing the game? My, my brother-in-law's a developer. I, dude, I, I can't do art to save my life. <laughs> I mean, um, so we've had to kind of design this whole game. And I think just the, the, the amount of time that it took to get the full design and flow down I think that took caught both of us off guard a little bit. Now, this is a yes and no question. Sure. So, like, you're dealing with multiple talents, multiple personalities, multiple things. Have you had any of them that are just, like, they come to you and you're just like, that ain't happening? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um... Like, like the green, pe- you know, like the green, M- green M&Ms in the <laughs> locker room kind of thing. Like, that's just nope. Can't uh, uh, you said I could say yes or no, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. No name. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, so yeah. go ahead. There's eight, per- eight, eight, plus, eight type personalities. That was just like, there's got to be somebody that was just like, um, I want. I will tell you this. Uh, so, some of the, so I, you know, I of course reached out to some really big names, right? Like, uh, I, I had a conversation with Jeff Jarrett, um, could, uh, nicest dude I've probably talked to through this whole process. He's not in the game, by the way. Like he's not a legend. He was going to. I mean, I, I pitched it. He wished me. He wished me the absolute best of luck. He, you know, to, told me a few things to look out for. Uh, I, I tell you, Jeff Jarrett was one of the nicest people I've had the pleasure of speaking with. He, he strikes me as a person that has a sincere appreciation for, you know, the entrepreneur. Because with, with what he did with TNA, I can see how he would be hesitant to get involved at different points. But at the same time, he's got to have a respect for it. Yeah, I, I mean, he was absolutely – that's just one that it didn't work out. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's fine. Not all of them are going to work out. But um, he, uh, he, he was super pleasant about it. And, I, I mean, I, I was – uh, you know, a little starstruck a little bit, you know, because I'm still a fan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, no, it's been that was a super cool conversation to have um, with with a, with a pretty big name. Well, there's a, a plethora of talent out there. There's it's a, it's a limitless type list that's available. And as you, we get closer to the end of the year, 
uh, you may find yourself... She knows you once ate an entire sheet cake. She knows your selfie life isn't your real life. She knows what goes down in the DMs. Shouldn't you know your dog better? Now you can learn her inner secrets with Embark, the highest-rated dog DNA test, unlocking over 350 breeds and screening for over 210 genetic health risks. Go to EmbarkVet.com and use promo code DOG, that's D-O-G, to get $40 off an Embark Breed and Health Kit or Purebred Kit with free shipping. That's promo code DOG to save today. Hey, sis, are you FaceTiming me from HomeSense again? Saving money, that's my jam. What do we think? Outdoor dining set or wicker lounge set? Since your signature dish is a margarita, go with lounge. Okay, I am so ready for this party. It's been too long. Wait, go back. Show me those pretty ceramic plates. They're melamine. Even you can't break them. Look, these cute cushions match my shirt. Is that my shirt? Outfit your outdoors. Have it today at HomeSense. Standout pieces. Outstanding prices. With some just as big names, if not bigger, available, say, (laughs) end of December, end of January. It, yeah, it's, it's quite possible. A guy like uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, I'm assuming. Uh, the new report about Johnny Gargano. Um, uh, I, 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 you know, I kind of put it out to everybody. Mm-hmm. I, I will have a conversation with anybody because, again, I'm a sales guy at heart. I cold called my whole life. Um, like you said earlier, if you don't ask, you don't get. Right. And kind of going along with the question I had before. Has there been anybody that you've reached out to that you thought, all right, this is a no-go, this ain't going to happen, and, they, and you're just like, holy shit, it happened. Uh, Leo Rush. Uh, Leo Rush, honestly, was like the fifth person. Because you got to remember, I, I'm not doing these reveals as I sign them. Uh, our, our, actually, another uh, breaking news, All our, our talent signed for the game. Uh, we're, we're completely full for the game. Oh, for wow. launch. Um, we have all the contracts in. Um, all the cards are being created. Um, but I, when I when I reached out to Leo, uh, pretty and I actually, you know, just a little inside baseball, I had seen him, I had taken my son. I think my son was like seven at the time, six or seven. And um, dude, Leo Rush was like his dude after the show. It was Angel Garza versus Leo Rush, Leo Rush. Uh, mm. on NXT. So I reached out to him and I said, hey, my son had actually, you know, da 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 super nice about it. Within the night, like, yeah, let's do it. I had kind of given him the vision of the game, and boom, boom, boom. It happened so easily, so quick. Another guy, I mean, just so easy to work with. Um, uh, I mean, but that that was one where I, I wasn't sure I was going to, uh, you know, going to land it. That's awesome. Well, listen, I want to say first and foremost, you know, thank you very much for giving us your time tonight. I mean, you've been very gracious with us. I know when we initially talked, uh, you said you had a, a limited window. So out of respect for your time, I wanted to make sure that uh, we, we honored that as best we could. If you have more no, time, absolutely. we're happy to spend time with you. But uh, you know, I, can give, I can give you till 10 after 9 if you want to. Awesome. Very cool. Well, you got seven more minutes, dude. <laughs> so tell me yes. a little bit about – <laughs> these promotions that you've worked with then have you asked anyone if they wanted to partner with you uh yeah we uh <laughs> uh you, you'll you'll be seeing uh some promotions uh being revealed at some point nice now would that be kind of if, if we're sticking within like the the pokemon vein is that like you could be team uh team aew or team impact kind of thing uh no it, it'll it'll um, coincide more with the bracket system 
Okay. So like when you go when you go to select the bracket, you'll actually be selecting a promotion to go fight in. Oh, very nice. Yes, yeah, so, uh, we understand. So something we I'll tell you this: something we had no idea people would want or love or anything are our championships on the titles. Mm-hmm. Um, that is something that was not is not in version one of the game. Won't be in in release. But after hearing so much of it, it's definitely something my developer and I've talked about, and we're probably going to try to get in the game at some point fairly quickly. I've always said that's something missing. Like we've talked about Supercard, you know, several times. I felt like that's something that's missed out of that, you know. You play the game and you have these things, but then there's no, like, we're a trophy-loving society. Everybody <laughs> no. loves trophy. Especially wrestling fans. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, we can all remember Bret Hart beating Mr. Perfect for the Intercontinental title. Like, we we remember serious moments of careers based off of championships. Um, so yeah, it's, it's definitely something we've discussed. We understand it's something the fan base is going to want. And then it's just going to be, how do we present that? Do we, do we find a way to put titles on cards? Do we have a trophy case that your championships go into that you can kind of show off to your friends? Um, uh, we we, we haven't really landed on anything yet, but you know, that, that's one of those things where I said, we're going to listen to our fans. We've had, or not fans, we don't have fans yet, but potential players. Um, you have a fan here, man. <laughs> wow. I think we're all <laughs> fans. Weird. I think we're all fans that's, for you, buddy. It's okay. It's, it's so fans. weird. But uh, <laughs> I uh, always make it weird. Sorry. No, no, no. Just the fact, like, like I'm a, I'm a dude from South Carolina, like, who grew up loving wrestling, and now I'm co-creating this, this, uh, what I think is going to be an amazing mobile game. Um, it's still a little surreal to me, to be honest with you. Now, did you ever play, like, uh, Raw Deal or WCW Nitro or With Authority? Uh, w, like, for the PlayStation? So, With Authority was a PC game, collectible card game, right? You built oh, your no. deck. It was based off of a character, and you you filled the deck with moves and instants, like supports. Oh, cool. Um, Nitro was an actual card game made by Wizards of the Coast, and theirs was same basic thing. You did... A character card who is your your theme for your deck the person that had signature moves regular moves blocks and instants and then sure. raw deal played in the very much the same fashion they all kind of had a similar game mechanic so when i first saw your your gameplay footage and heard about the game that was my envisioning of how it might play out yours actually sounds much more intriguing <laughs> but that was kind of my thought process i was curious as to where some of your inspiration came from outside of pokemon i mean it's literally it's a turn-based kind of arcade style game mm-hmm. um i had a little bit of uh what was it in your house i don't know if you guys remember wwf in your house the yeah. sega super nintendo sequel where to it, uh, wrestlemania more, yeah more like an arcade style game mm-hmm um, that little bit of that with the health bar and stuff, um, but really a lot, a lot of this game, a, a lot of people call it super card, but it's it's way more strategy, role play, turn based gaming than uh, super card is. Well, I will say this as a guy, and Stan can attest. Stan and I had talked about this game that we wanted to make in high school based on NASCAR. And okay. 
we were going to call it Raceway, and we were like, oh, we're going to do this. Like, we're going to have a role-playing game, blah, blah, blah. We thought of it up. We made the rules. We made the game board, but then we didn't do nothing about it. A couple years oh, later, we're in a GameStop game store, and what's on the shelf? But a role-playing NASCAR game called Raceway. <laughs> oh, man. So kudos to you for coming up with an idea and saying, you know what? I'm not going to let somebody else do it. I'm doing it. Yeah. No, I, I mean, uh, I, again, there, there's part of me that's the business guy. And then there's part of me that's the fan that's still like, this is kind of surreal, right? Like we're going to WrestleCade. Uh, are you guys going to go to WrestleCade by chance? In Greensboro? I think right now it's undetermined is the okay. best way I could describe that. Like we're going to go to WrestleCade. Um, we're going to do some events. I've been talking to some promotions to do some really cool um, marketing ideas that nobody else is doing. Um, we we, we want to make a game that all these promotions, all these big promotions look at and say, you know, why aren't we putting out this kind of stuff? Why, why aren't we reaching the fans like they are? Um, we're a game for fans and we're, you know, we have some really cool things coming up. Uh, with some promotions that um, that we're very excited about. Yeah, WrestleCade taking place the 26th through the 28th of November. Yeah. So how about one more question each, guys? And then I'm going I'm to go ahead and head on out of here and get my kids to bed. Sounds good. Brian, last question for them. Uh, any thoughts on... Uh, like um, player versus player, player tournaments. Yeah, uh, player versus player won't be in launch, will be in the game pretty shortly after. All right. All right. Cool. What's the initial cost? It's going to be a, a free game to download. Free game download and the in-app, in-app purchases, right? Uh, yeah, some. And cross platforms. Yes. Sorry, I know that was two two questions. Sorry. No, you're you're good. You're good. <laughs> These are easy ones, man. This is just pitching catch for me. So, for the uh, individual characters, will they have entrances or finishes like animations? I understand you don't want to do a lot of video, but will they have that? Uh, we are we are currently working uh, on entrances. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you kind of saw a little bit of the vision with what we want to do with uh, when we announced Leo, uh, not Leo, LSG and Cheeseburger or Anthony Henry and Alex Zane. We kind of did full entrances for those two into the start of a match. Um, there won't be many taunts afterwards, but there are finishers uh, such as once you get the other person's health bar down all the way to the point where your finisher can finish them, only your finisher is going to pop up. You won't be able to do another move. Oh wow! So you'll hit you'll hit your finisher and it'll be game over, or match over. Excellent. Well, I gotta tell you, I am psyched about this game. And, um, <laughs> everything that you've laid out is just it's different. It's a fresh take, and it, I think you're absolutely right. It's gonna it's going to give. See, at first I was confused. I I I read this and I heard it. And you said you wanted a modern look with a retro feel. I was like, man, what does that mean? But. Yeah. I, I kind of see what you're doing here with it, and I, I, I am definitely intrigued. Where can folks catch up with you on social media? 
so you can follow the account, the WrestleDeck account at WrestleDeck. Um, it's spelled out. We've been dropping reveals over the last month. We're going to be doing a few more reveals. And once we get to 1,200 followers, which I think we're like 100 away, we're going to release some gameplay, some some in-ring action, uh, a match. And you're going to be able to kind of see exactly what it looks like, um, how it's going to feel to be in a match. That's outstanding. And they, pe- people can also catch up with you um it's wrestledeck.com. Now, right now, that seems to redirect to your Facebook. Yeah, we're uh, we're still working on the website. Okay. Um, we, we have the Facebook up. We have Twitter up. That's right now the best place to follow us um, on one of those two. And how can fans? How can fans help? How can fellow fans with us help to get this game off the ground and make it successful for you? Aside I mean, from honestly, obviously like, playing. <laughs> yeah. So this, I mean, it's two guys. Um, this is completely funded by us. We have no financial backers. We're not taking we're not taking any you know funding from from major corporations. It's just two dudes, you know, living a dream and trying to give people what they want to play. So our fans, our players, is also our marketing team. You guys just retweeting, commenting, liking, sharing the videos, telling people, hey, go follow this game. Um, that is truly the best thing you can do for us and for this game. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Steven, thank you so much for your time tonight. I really appreciate it. I, I thank you for being patient, by the way, as I pestered you both on Twitter and Facebook. I appreciate it. <laughs> no, no, no problem. You know, actually, I don't know what happened. I thought I had replied to you on Twitter. I apologize. And if you guys ever want – if I can ever come back, talk wrestling, talk the game, I'd love to come back. You guys are awesome. Uh, yeah, so we'll probably uh, look after it drops. Yeah. We'll give you a couple weeks, and then sure. uh, we'll take a shot. Cool. And uh, I, I'll throw you some things in your DMs um, that you can check out. And uh, and I'll also loop back around to you guys on uh, how we can how we can uh, maybe maybe feature C2C a little bit. Hey. See, oh, nice, nice. That's what I'm talking about. That's awesome. And, uh, of course, I'll communicate with you uh, probably after our show is finished this evening. As far as beta tests, I'll just send you some emails. So yeah. If you need to communicate or any, need any info from us, we'll be happy to provide it. But, folks, again, this is uh, his name is Steven. He is putting together WrestleDeck with his, his, his brain trust of he and his partner. These guys are working together to give us the best that they can possibly do for indie wrestling. All right. Guys, thank for you so much fans, for letting me be on. For the fans, by the fans. Yeah, I, uh, I'm still working with the in the deck, in the deck thing. I think that's pretty cool. Well, thanks so. again for your time, Stephen. You have a great rest of your night. Go get those kids to bed, man. I know you don't want them staying right. too late. Nah, man. I got to get them to bed. Thank you guys so much. Have a great night. Yep. Thanks. Thank thanks you. Sir. Folks, that is Stephen from Wrestling News World. And, yep, that's right. He's with WrestleDeck. Outstanding card game. I can't wait to see this played out. Um, I'm excited. Yeah. It's just a, just a different look, a different feel. I'm excited about it because it's not like – Anything else we've ever played, which, I mean, that's cool. Well, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just going to throw this out there. This was kind of delayed a little bit. The an outstanding interview. But while we were conducting an interview, I had me nice, cold Coca-Cola. You know what? It's, Again, it's so refreshing. Ether, you are the man. 
one of these days, we're either going to get one of two things. We're going to get cease and desist <laughs> from saying their name without permission, or they're going to finally start sending us a check. I mean, it's got to happen. <laughs> Hey, sis, are you FaceTiming me from HomeSense again? Saving money? That's my jam. What do we think? Outdoor dining set or wicker lounge set? Since your signature dish is a margarita, go with lounge. Okay, I am so ready for this party. It's been too long. Wait, go back. Show me those pretty ceramic plates. They're melamine. Even you can't break them. Look, these cute cushions match my shirt. Is that my shirt? Outfit your outdoors. Have it today at HomeSense. Standout pieces. Outstanding prices. I, I mean, Coke will just start using Brian's clip in their in their own commercials. <laughs> hey, I, that's fine too. They can just send me free cokes. I, I mean, you know, I got a side porch. We can stag it up. We can give them a new slogan. It's the uh, drink of the podcast generation. No, we could oh, be okay. Coke's official podcast. How hey, cool would that be? That's yeah, what there we go. The and then maybe. And then we'd all have to exclusively drink Coke. But I would like to be able to sign the contract at Coke headquarters where they take me up to the top floor and say, hey, would you like to try an original, like a true original formula? Coca-Cola, I'd be like, yeah, let's get it. And then I'll just sign whatever paper they want because I'll be high on cocaine. <laughs> what the hell? How do we go from now? We got that's what was involved. in the original formula. Well, it's that? like it's like when I went to you know you go to the world of Coke in Atlanta. It's like Coca Cola. You drink the product. You pay for them. You pay them to drink their product. Then you pay to go in their building about their product that you pay for. Mm-hmm. So. The original really formula had cocaine. If you ever go. See, now everybody's on the ball. Good job, Rob. That sponsorship mm. should be on the way shortly. I want to thank the yeah. wonderful people over at Coke for sending us, you guessed it, <laughs> It's Coke. the Coca-Cola Corporation, Stan. <laughs> the Coca-Cola Corporation. Yes, yes, yes. All right. So what, what's, uh, what, what's going on overall? Uh, you you mean Monday Night Rematch? Yeah, yeah. Did did Charlotte get a doll now? Did oh, I see that God. right? Charlotte. Charlie. Got Charlie. <laughs> yeah. And then we got Xavier Priest versus Jeff. Oh, wait. Oh, man. You ruined it. I was going to guess. <laughs> well, it wasn't Seamus, but, but I've got news for you. Seamus did interfere. So it wasn't without. <laughs> it wasn't all for naught. You can't, can't just keep having times, the same thing. What's that, Rob? one of the first times I've seen Damian Priest's enter- entrance where he, like, looks like he's having a seizure up to, the, like, reaching up and flipping, flipping, and then it's like, then he does the arrow. It, it, I'm sorry. It looks absolutely stupid. Well, at least Jeff Hardy kind of got a move up up the, the card Maybe. as he's no longer challenging for the 24-7 title. He's challenging for the United States title. A little bit more. We're poor there. Where is Raw at? at moment. Oh, uh, wait. Rhea Ripley is on the TV. Oh, I'm not watching it. So. Uh, Raw is in Boston, Boston this week. Full crowd? It, it is a full crowd. And I it like looks that. like we've got a tag title match between. What in the hell is Tamina wearing? I think that Tamina's trying to be the. Maddie? 
the purple version of Natty. The Samoan Natty. Right, right, exactly. They're trying to dress more like, which I'm fine with, although it still strikes me as one of those, hey, we're going to put the title on these folks because, well, they've been here a long time. <laughs> not like, not, you've earned it, you've worked really hard, but here's the titles, thanks for being here. I mean, Tamina was one step above, like, showing up with a t-shirt and jeans to Russell, and now she's got, like, Natty's gear, but it's purple. I mean, it's, it's Shayna Bay Into what's her name? I can't remember her name. Now. It, it's weird because part of me is happy to see both Tamina and and Natty get kind of rewarded, you know. But at the same time, it does feel like a backhanded deal. Like they're just like, eh, we don't want you to do anything else. So here, just 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 go do a tag match. It's like oh, okay. Well, the problem was if that was really the case, then they would have put the belts on other people who have walked out the door. Fair point. Fair you point. Know, like they didn't have a lot of people that do. They could have. It's Natty's not going anywhere. Tamina's not going anywhere. I don't see any other at this point in their careers. I don't see any other promotions standing in line to hire them. That sounds really bad and may make people upset, but you know, I could just see Natalia having my first, a, a landing spot somewhere else. I mean, besides, like, you know, professional wrestling from Hollywood or something, you know. <laughs> but, I mean, she doesn't, she's not going to go to AEW. She does not fit their style. You know? So, for that, I could see her, honestly, wrestling a few times, kind of like Serena Deeb did. But at the same time, doing very similar to what Mark Henry is doing and transitioning to a backstage agent kind of role finishing out her career. I mean, I think if you could, I think she is an example of like the old school wrestler. That's very, because if you've ever watched the, the, the diva show, you saw it, you know, always pitching new ideas, always pushing, 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 you know? So, I mean, I think she'd be a good agent in the back. So you got something there. You're such a smart person. You're telling me? Wow. Brian, who you calling smart? You. Well, I, you know. I was being nice for once. What can I say? I mean, I did, I did not stay at a Holiday Inn last night. <clears throat> nah, I don't know. You, that joke's like... But you did stay at the red carpet. No. Um. <laughs> So, uh, okay, as Raw has clearly thrown us off track. See, that's what Raw's good for, throwing us off track and being boring. I will say it is much more tolerable when the mute is on. Yes. And did you see where the Miz is on Dancing with the Stars? So I, I, I read that, and they did a, um, was it Extra? They air, like, at 3 a.m. on random TV stations. They advertised Dancing with the Stars, but the one person they left out of their advertisement was The Miz. So they talked about JoJo Siwa. They talked about uh, a bunch of other people who I don't know <laughs> the names of. And, and they did not mention The Miz. I did notice that. Well, I see a lot of times in those things like that that they only really mention the ones that need to be mentioned. Because they do a lot of explaining on who people are. You know, like they That's probably true. have to explain to the rest of the world who Jojo Siwa is. 
you know, those who don't have sm- small children, particularly female children, do not have a clue of who so Jojo Siwa is. God bless them. God bless every one of them. I don't know. God bless anybody who hadn't had one of those bows in their house. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of bows. So, Stan, take it out of your hair. I don't have the hair to put it in. <laughs> All right, so uh, we've got some news here to talk about. I wanted to make sure that we went through some of this. Now, this stuff that I'm just about to read to you guys just came out earlier this afternoon, and this is interesting because we got a contract expiring on December 3rd. We talked about it with Steven earlier. Johnny Gargano contract expected to be up on December 3rd. Sami Zayn, his contract expected to expire before the end of this year. And of course, Kevin Owens, which we talked about last week. That's three pretty huge names. And who who in WWE just stopped paying attention to contracts. Well, I mean, it's not about paying attention. I mean, contracts run out. Mm-hmm. True. Especially if you don't resign them. Yeah. Uh, they apparently have a practice of waiting until, you know, a month out before they approach the, you know, trying to get them resigned, much like with uh, Adam Cole. Mm-hmm. You know, supposedly. It ran out, they did a handshake, and instead of approaching the contract, they waited, you know, what was reported like a week before mm-hmm. for him to go see Vince. Um, so it's not the contract's fault or, you know, the date it runs out is the fact that, and, you know, they're just not going six months earlier and getting them done. Now, they have done that in the past, though, because... You know, there have been a lot of extensions that we've heard of. Unfortunately, they pretty much all got fired. But <laughs> See how well that worked. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, the Good Brothers, I think, were got an extension. FTR, I think, got an extension. Yep. Um, how the I Good mean, Brothers were told, hey, resign. You'll make all this money. It's the perfect time for you. It's, let's make this the last place you ever go. That's what Triple H told them. Well, yeah, but but you know what I'm saying? So it, it's, I guess, now it's just in everybody's thought process when when they leak, when these contracts are up. Right. I think that everybody's going to, everybody's trying to get the clickbait of, like, Kevin Owens' contract will run out at some point. Mm-hmm. Well, everybody's contract's going to run out at some point. It's just, are they going to renegotiate? <laughs> Is it now has the has the tide turned where the power is shifted with, you know, where the power has always been in the WWE's hands when they renegotiate contracts? You know, power has always been in the establishment. Like, well, you want to work here. Come on. And with the, you know, with the uprising of AEW and, and that kind of stuff, the wrestlers are also the wrestlers are also ones that are waiting it out. You know, because you got to think for years, wrestlers would go to Vince or go to WWE. Hey, my contract's about to run out. Well, let's do something. You know, I don't want to go anywhere. Now, I feel like a lot of wrestlers are kind of like, oh, see how I'm gonna see how much money someone's gonna pay me. You know, 
where could I go? You know, that kind of thing, seeing the interest before re-signing. That was an interesting part of Brian Danielson's um, rationale for going to AEW when he talked about how there was a time back in 01 and 02 where WCW had closed and there really was only one major place to go to work. And now there is another place where people can go to work. And he said it himself in, in, in the media scrum that there's a lot of guys that he knows that are excited for the opportunity to come to work for places like AEW. And he didn't specify just AEW, but he did identify that as one of the major places. So to your point, Rob, there's a lot of negotiating power that's been lost ever since, what you call it, the uprising of AEW. Um, and <laughs> I'd have to agree because you used to be able to say, well, where else are you going to go? You're not going to make this kind of money anywhere else. You're not going to be on TV. Well, now you are. Now you could be on TV because uh, Impact just renegotiated a TV deal. I don't know the network yet, but apparently they're negotiated to be on television um, at a larger base here soon. Ring like of main, I, I think it's more mainstream, too. Yeah. So it's going to get, get out to the audience. Mm-hmm. Well, like if you look at it, you know, a lot of the a lot of the people that have jumped ship are not really jumped ship. The ones who went the AEW or to Impact or whatever. Yes, there is a good number of the people that went wherever they could get a contract because they just wanted a contract, you know? You know, if that's with, you know, IHOP Wrestling Superstars or whatever. But mm-hmm. um, some of the guys, you know, that, like, I feel like Brian Danielson um, is one of them. Miro. Like, they went where they wanted to go. They may have even taken a pay cut, mm-hmm. you know, because obviously, you know, but, I mean, I know Khan's got deep pockets, but, you know, um, but I could see where they could say, you know what, I'll come there for less money just to have more creative control and, and insight into what they get to do. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, it does. I mean, I, I feel and I'm like... not saying anybody took a pay cut. I'm just saying, right. There's wrestlers out there for the they're, they're in it for the business and they're in it for what they put they give to the business and they're like hey I've got some ideas if you just let me have an input I will take this much money and give me this much creative control right well and that's that's a big point that you make because when you're talking about wrestlers nowadays there there was a time where some would call it, hey, if you're not, if your goal isn't to be world champion at WrestleMania, then what are you in the business for? Now, not everybody shared that, but there were a lot of guys that did that. Now, now I think it's more prominent that there's guys out there that their goal is to, I want to work Okada. I want to be at Wrestle Kingdom, or I want to be at Slammiversary every year, or I want to now AEW at all, at all Out. Their goals of success and how success is defined in wrestling is just more vast. And that just, I think that just helps everybody. I think that's a wider base. Yeah, but that that train of thought about the main event of WrestleMania. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. 
And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. ...is a relatively new concept. And it didn't occur until after WCW fell. And I dare say it didn't occur until several years later when there was nobody else to compete with, right? So when you have nobody else to compete, it's very easy to write a revisionist-type history, right? Now, everybody, every wrestler is, oh, dreaming to be WWE champion, mm-hmm. right? But if you go back and listen to any broadcast back in the when WCW was around, when it was, you know... 70s, 80s, 90s, I'll lay money you never heard that phrase. But when they don't have competition, it's easy to say, oh, everybody wants to be a WWE superstar and go to WrestleMania main event for the world title. Um, that's just, I mean, that's their, that's what they do to, to, to for you to buy into their product, so to speak. Well, I think what, you know, I think also, I think what one of the things you were saying, like kind of bringing them home was, you know, they're there for a while. A lot of wrestlers just wanted to be a part of the company. Mm-hmm. You know, that their main goal was, I want to get to the WWE. And for years, that was legitimately, if you wanted to go mainstream, was probably the only place to go. Right. Mainstream, you know. But, I mean, you had, yes, you had... TNA for a little while, and you had um, Lucha, and you had, you know, Redneck Wrestling from the Riviera. Um, I don't know what else. But um, but now, one of the things that I've loved about the uprising of AEW is it showcased, like, you know, for because for years it was either... It, TNA, Ring of Honor, WWE. Legit, you know? And those in Ring of Honor, Ring of Honor, I would say a good number of them wanted to be at the E, in the machine. And now, wrestlers who are in it for wrestling and the art and the what can I give to the business and I want to see what I can do if I'm not done are like, I want to go to places like AEW where I have a say in what I do and they actually listen. You know, instead of signing another multi-million dollar contract where I get to sit at home for most of the year, I want to be in the ring doing what I love while I still can. You know? Well, I think that there's a lot of, you talked about it earlier, creative freedom that people are wanting. Not necessarily creative control. Like, I don't see... I don't see a lot of people are like at, at this stage in the industry saying I'm not going to lose or I'm not going to do this. But I think there is that freedom of hey, instead of here's this four page script we've written for your promo tonight, you've got three minutes. Here's the microphone. Cover bullet point A, B, and C, and we're good to go. There's such a freedom right. there for that, and you can see guys. It, it's amazing. A guy like Adam Cole, who in NXT was outstanding. But the relaxation that shows on his face when he comes down to the ring during Dynamite. 
Now, granted, it's a it's kind of a love fest with him and the rest of the elite, so he's comfortable. But you can tell he's relaxed. He's willing to take a couple steps, and nobody is going to go over behind him when he comes backstage and go, uh, "That's not what we wrote." You know, well, he's, I mean, have you even, he's got that freedom. Well, have you noticed how many how many less goofy grins we have from Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson? You know, and just the two times we've seen him get out and, and, and do stuff and, and be in front of the cameras. Just think how many times in WWE he'd come in and he'd go to start a promo or something and just have that look on his face like, here I am, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like you could tell that he had, he is bought in and he is he gets to be who he wants, you know? And that's what I like about what we see. You know, um, you would have never seen a promo or a shoot or whatever you want to call it that MJF did on Brian Pillman Jr. and the city of Cincinnati. You'd have never seen that on the other TV stage. No. To that level. No. And it, in and to MJF's credit, because... The more I see of him on television, the more I'm like, man, this guy is, is a damn genius, and he's so young. So when everything – when the stars finally align in that way where he, he becomes world champion, it's going to be such a magic moment. To me, it's just – he knows what exactly to say and when to say it, and I just don't see that as a timing thing that you can teach. He just knows it. It's just there. And you're absolutely right. There's no way in hell WWE would have ever taken that chance. I mean, he had me at Shitsonati. <laughs> oh, you mean it wasn't the methany line that got you? Oh, that, but that was the Shitsonati was before the the methany line. <laughs> the methany line I thought was like <laughs> when he looked at the daughter and was like what are you 14 and pregnant and is that your daddy that's the dad and i'm like oh dear god and then she's but, like i'm brian pillman's daughter <laughs> yeah yeah it was it was the 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 part of that whole segment that will only get better with time uh, because i think he was just a uh, inexperience that kind of cost him i felt like pillman Pillman Jr. was the one that, that just came out less than. But in that situation, I'm sure there's nerves. I'm sure you've got your family there. I mean, there's so much on his shoulders to have to deliver. It wasn't awful yeah. by any stretch. But so, I mean, the the whole point of that segment mm-hmm. is just it's the crowd thing. Yeah. Right? That's all it is, right? And... You have somebody that rarely talks on the mic mm-hmm. in front of a crowd. Yeah, I mean, I know he does backstage interview or segments, but and and so it's different, right? Because he's got to try and you know, as far as MJF destroying Cincinnati, he's got to try and pick him up. Mm-hmm. And again, the, this segment ultimately leads into the um, dark segment after the cameras cut off. Yeah, where Moxley comes out, and you know now you have both Cincinnati boys in there, and um, 
I, I think I think for a lot of us we forget these the 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 way it used to be, right? Remember, I mean, WWE used to do crap like that all the time, and we would be amazed when we read, you know, about these segments that we missed, mm-hmm. you know, because again, we know, you know, I know, Rob knows. Once the, if the cameras are not rolling, everybody's different. It's just oh yeah. You know, and I, I think, you know, for me, that segment is just all about figuring out a way to bring out John Moxley. Right. You know, um, the, they planted the family in there. Well, let's start with this and then we'll bring out John Moxley. All right. Here, Pillman. Here, here's a mic, you know, again, like you said earlier, here are your bullet points, hit them, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> Let me see what you got, kid. Well, yeah, and that's and to your point, he, he doesn't do uh, really any on-screen promos like at the ring or at the entrance. No. It's backstage, which is, as we know, a lot more controlled. And if you have to shoot it twice, you can shoot it twice. So yeah. it's live. You've got a camera in your face. Your mother and your sister is down the aisle. I mean, that's not easy for even a veteran. But for a guy as young as he is... Honestly, this gives us a lot more of an opening as to what does Pillman Jr. possibly have down the road. Well, I, thought, I think it showed, you know, it showed where, like Brian said, and we've said, you know, yes, it showed where he was weak, but it also showed some strength that yes. we were not, as the fans, privy to before that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, we saw ways he could, his, his abilities of, recovering his ability to take a shoot, an interview that looks like a shoot and change it and be the guy that comes out going, you know, we've seen it time and time again. And Brian's right. It takes, you got the guy who comes out and says, Hey, this is my town. You're not going to do that here. And then it takes the bigger name that comes out later. That's from the town and be like, Oh yeah, well he said it and I'm here to back him up. Mm -hmm. You know, well, the other thing too is AEW does is very clever in the way they do certain things, right? So, like a WWE, right? You know how they try and sometimes they try and like on WrestleMania, right? WrestleMania is so big now; it's two nights, mm-hmm. right? Because we have to put everybody on there, right? We got to fit everybody in there. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Well, not everybody needs to be seen on WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, what does AEW do? do? Oh, well, there's a buy-in. Let's do a run-in. We're going to bring down people that have no connection to the match. Boom, right. everybody's on camera. Get out of here. You earned your paycheck. It, it, it's kind of like the same way. So they have a clever way of getting people main primetime exposure so they can figure out where the where they're deficient or they need mm-hmm. work. Uh, you know, Red Velvet's another one, right? So she goes on. Uh, she picks up steam on Dark Elevation. She makes she makes dynamite. She gets a little run with the champ. Okay, this is where you need to work. Go back. You know, go go to dark, go to elevation, and let's fix this, so that in a year's time, 
boom, you know, we've worked out these kinks. When it's your turn to, to start, you know, being a, a bigger name in the women's division, all your kinks are gone. We don't have to work on it no more. You know, hey, Pillman, go out there and do an interview. I know mm-hmm. you don't do them a lot. Go do it. <laughs> this will be fun. You need the experience. Right, right. Plus, he gets a major rub from Mox when he comes out. You know, it makes Mm. him look like even bigger of a star. He gets the match on Rampage, which wasn't bad at all. Um, You know, we're getting these these moments that are happening, and it's creating much more buzz. And let's remember that AEW has done a really good job in (laughs) – this is something they've been doing for a while of, hey, one week on Dynamite, you might see Jericho, the inner circle, and Pinnacle in the feud, and that's the focus. And then the next week, it might be it might be um, the Bucks against a, a tag team building up to getting a title shot. And then the following week, it could be the Dark Order. They really do a great <laughs> job of making the focus of an episode different from week to week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, they just have they they have a clever way, a clever formula, I guess, for for doing what they do. Because I mean, realistically, you know, let's say, uh, oh my goodness, I'm drawing a blank with them. Um, <laughs> Demolition uh, or Mad Max. Uh, Karen Cross, right? You know, <laughs> I like that the first thing you said was demolition, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did. That was the only thing I could think about. Was demolition Cross. <laughs> you know, so we could have easily done that formula, right? Mm-hmm. In the WWE, right? Him and Scarlett come out, he cuts a promo. Hey, guess what? I'm showing up here next week. I'm going to take on any, any, you know, I'll take on anybody. Right? Mm-hmm. But no, what do they do? They throw them in a match with no fanfare, no must, no fuss, and this is one of your champions, and he, he loses. Mm-hmm. And that's, but that's kind of what the WWE does a lot. I mean, look at how many to get called up that were popular in NXT and then get called up, and you know, but. I mean, AEW is just, it's, I don't know where they come up with it. I don't know if they got like a smart little analyst in the back or something to be like, Hey, if we do this, uh, we, you know, whatever. I, I don't know. It's clever. It's fresh. It's definitely different. Have you guys seen the, uh, the pictures of, um, the new set for dark? Mm, I've only seen part of one. So they're they're setting up at Universal to tape Dark from now on, and mm-hmm. of course Universal Studios used to be the Impact Zone, mm-hmm. and is now being called. I I kind of hope this isn't true, but they're now calling it the Dark Zone. Cool. Speaking it, of that, did you know Sanjay Dutt took a picture of that very. Um, uh, studio, and said he was there. Well, he he's been a, a backstage agent for them. Has he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he I didn't realize a, he was a backstage. He took a position with them 
during the pandemic, I think he was honestly one of the first backstage guys that they let go of in WWE. Mm. Now you got me curious. I'm pulling up his uh, feed just to make sure. It's like, like Studio right 13 or something like that. Yeah. So from from AEW doing a really, honestly, a great job with putting together um, different segments to get people involved to news that broke out from the the loser of the Wednesday Night Wars, uh, the NXT. Samoa Joe, champion uh, just recently crowned, announced that he is injured and unable to compete, therefore is vacating the title. So this coming Tuesday in a fatal four-way between Tommaso Ciampa, uh, Kyle O'Reilly, L.A. Knight, and I am, let's see here. I don't know why I'm drawing a loss or I'm coming up with a loss for the for the, the fourth person's name. Uh, anyhow, crowning a new a new NXT champion for the new NXT. You guys heard any of this? You have any thoughts on this? What him vacating the title? Correct. Um. I mean, yeah, I got, you know, Joe has had injuries, so maybe, maybe it's legit, but maybe he's just not going to fit into the new NXT plans either, which is, you know, the timing is weird. It definitely is. Did you see the video where he vacates the title? Uh, I saw part of it. I didn't watch it all yet. So I need something yes. to do tomorrow at work. I thought it was interesting in the video that he said, upon my recent return, my goals were simple. I sought to ensure the respect and integrity due to both the NXT and its championship. I sought to ensure everybody that everybody understood that the needs of one individual never outstripped the sum of the brand. And he says before he announces that he's vacating the title that he's having to stand on those principles. It felt to me like he was taking more of a stand against the the change of NXT than to announce that an actual injury had taken place. I'm not sure I buy that he's actually hurt. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a work anyway. He just came back. But... Yeah, uh, go ahead, bro. I don't know if I buy it either. So, I mean, the timing—I hadn't thought about the timing, like you said, but it's kind of interesting that the timing would happen, so they could t- they could crown a champion that USA would approve of for this new incarnation of NXT, be it Gargano, Champa, or. Um, Drew Mac and uh, Drew, what's his name? Matt Drake Maverick. Maybe Drake will win. Shock us all. <laughs> oh my gosh, that would be kind of insane. <laughs> Drake Maverick, new NXT chip. Wait, what? <laughs> well, I mean, it's hard to say because you don't know. Right now, you're going into it blind. Like, legit blind, like, change is coming. We know change is coming. We know mm-hmm. we're going to flip the script, but we don't know how they're going to flip the script. 
so other than like, crowning a new champ. But you think about how many times in our time as a wrestling fan, especially as fans of the WWE, we have wished for a moment like this. You know, we're basically like, they're like, all right, we're changing it up. And oh, by the way, at least one of our belts is vacated. You know, that's, granted, it may not, it may, he may legit be hurt. And it's just a uh, weird clinky dink, but it's yeah, just. But, uh, I mean, I think for me, though, my change has always been, I want a second. I want somebody to compete with the WWE. I don't think I've ever been like, uh, we've got to re- reinvent a brand that doesn't need reinventing. Well, I didn't say reinvent a brand that doesn't need reinventing. I'm just saying, like, how many times have we, you know, there's been people that have belts, and you're just like, wouldn't it be neat after the day of WrestleMania, like, all right, all the titles are on the line again. Don't, new, new, new season, new chance for everybody. Don't, but, put that, don't put that on me, Ricky Bobby. You know? <laughs> I mean, I, I can see a need for refreshing a brand. I don't know. I, I think I'm in the middle. I can see what, what Brian's saying. He's like, no, I'm not saying to reinvent the wheel. Rob's saying no, but it, some kind of refresher here, some kind of something fresh to give us all a new perspective. But they picked the wrong brand. Yeah. They picked the wrong brand to redo. Like, they need to redo Raw and SmackDown. But they're not going to do that because – Vince isn't going to ever admit that his ideas suck. Um, but, you know, no well, I don't think Triple H is out with a freaking cardiac thing. I don't think you need to touch SmackDown right now. But they're definitely not paying attention to Raw. So tomorrow night on NXT, there it's it's a lot of people are calling it a reset show. So, so far, advertised for tomorrow night. It's the Fatal 4-Way, and that fourth man is uh, Pete Dunne, by the way. So Tommaso Ciampa, Kyle O'Reilly, LA Knight, and Pete Dunne. Then the women's championship is Raquel Gonzalez defending against Frankie Monet, formerly known as Taya Valkyrie. And, hey, what wrestling show wouldn't be great without a wedding? It's Dexter Loomis and Indy Hartwell getting married. (laughs) Who cares about that? I, the storyline is funny. I'll give him that, but I don't know if I want to see a wedding segment. Those segments are never any good. Yeah, but this one has potential. What's his name is crazy. Dexter Loomis is hilarious. I, I love that. I I watched this past Tuesday. First NXT I've watched in a while. I took Sonny at his what is it at his advice. You know what, Brian? You gave me advice. Hey, go to AEW. Just just have fun. Enjoy it. So he did, yeah, and I thought, you know what? Just go enjoy it. He's willing to go out there and do that. I, I'm going to turn NXT back on. I haven't watched in a while. And I did, and I was glad I did. Because they had a lot of cool stuff on there. The tag team of uh, Brutus and Brandon Reed, I think is their name, debuted. Um, very raw, but also a very cool look. Just two guys in wrestling singlets. Hmm, never seen that before. Very much a Steiner Brothers feel, actually. Um, the uh, uh, bachelor party and bachelorette parties for Indy and for uh, Dexter were funny, and they were entertaining. And honestly, Johnny Gargano and his interaction with Dexter Loomis was hilarious. So, I don't know, maybe... Damn it, this is happening too much. I, I don't want to say this anymore. Brian might be right that this could actually be good. 
But is that too hard to admit? That you might be right? Yes, it hurts. Hurts the soul. <laughs> Look, I, so uh, it's just like with Sonny, right? So you're a fan. Just be a fan. Yeah, yeah. Right? Just be a fan. If you don't want to watch it, just don't watch it. You don't have to psycho, you know, overanalyze everything. everything. Yeah. And I'm and trying to, I'm trying to live that myself. I think that's a lot of the wrestling fan today's problem mm-hmm. is we all project what we want to see on what we're watching and not enjoying. Well, I mean, when you can enjoy what you're watching, but um, I'm making sense. Like we're all like, yeah. oh, this is how it should be. And then when it doesn't live up to what we want, then we're like, no. Now, granted, there is some legit sucky programming out there. So there are some legit concerns. But sure, for the most part, you know, if, if you want to watch Rematch Raw, go watch it. Mm-hmm. I mean, next week will be the same thing. So you don't have to, you can watch every other week. Yeah, but I mean, for me though, it's it's because again, I started this before you two did. As far as like being very jaded towards the WWE, right? Like <laughs> I was legit, you know. Yeah, but like, you've always been jaded towards the WWE. No, no, yeah, but not guy. like I, not like I was right. Right before I stopped watching it, I was never that bad. But I gave I gave it up, you know. I, I I washed it through. But now I do check in from time to time, mm-hmm. right? Because I had I, I again I've gone back to other products, right? We, it, the, the three of us used to watch a sh- poop ton of different federations, mm-hmm. right? And then you know you go next it's whittled down to one or two and pretty much one because impact kind of disappeared off TV. You know, you had to go searching for it. Right. Well, you know, I got, I got, I mean, it just, it, the WWE just got too bad for me. Right. I I, I don't want to see sports entertainment. I want to see pro wrestling, you know, and then I start finding new Japan and some of these other places and I, I I just stopped watching the WWE, but I was still mad at it because it's not what I grew up with. It's not what I've been watching for, you know, 40-some years probably. And I think that's the problem. There's a lot of people now that are going through that cycle of, you know, just the the frustration of it all. And that's that's why I'm you know nowadays it's hey just watch it for what it is, you know. It'll it'll do you a whole lot better. Just watch it is you know. It's meant to be fun. Watch it and have fun. Yeah, I mean, and I think uh, to your point, there there's a lot of a lot of times where you can you can side sidestep a product that's turned you off for a while watch something else, and then re- f- come back to a point where you're like, all right, well, let's just see if there's anything cool here. And then you get 
because you've opened your mind, you've, you've kind of taken a break from it, and then something else comes up, and you're like, all right, this is kind of cool. Nope, that sucks. This is cool. That sucks. This is cool. And you're able to actually enjoy it, like you said, for, for truly what it is. Um, you know, and, and I, I agree with you there because when it comes to like right now, Raw's on, like I, I really could care less. I'm actually great having this muted because if I, if I happen to see it, cool. If I click on another tab, I'm okay too. So it doesn't bother me. But when I watch like later when Biggie tries to cash in, I'll watch that and it'll probably be kind of entertaining. But at the same point, I don't have to trouble myself with watching, uh, Nia Jax, because I just won't. I, I just right. don't want to. Um, but no, it's it's it's. I like when we have these kind of conversations. Sometimes they get a little bit up and down, but I like when we have them because it it talks about kind of the state of what it is to be a fan like right now, because so many changes are happening, and not all of them are bad. Actually, AEW is continuing their expansion at such a rapid pace. I'm both blown away and almost afraid for them. Not because they've given me any reason to be afraid, but just because of the fact that if you grow too quick, you can sometimes run into problems. Seems to me like they're managing it really well, but it's a lot. And it's cool because it's all, right now, it's all in uncharted territory. I can't think of a time where there was a brand new company like like AEW outside of maybe ECW. That's the closest well, I think ECW I had the same buzz. Mm-hmm. That- AEW did because it was different. Like AEW is different than the E because you know it's gone back to that real like we've said before the old WCW feel. Yeah, you know it's gone back to some of the roots of the business. The good guys and bad guys don't come in the same way. You know, yeah. And it was kind of fun. It was kind of funny when CM Punk came out and started walking out. And everybody's like, no, no, because he started going in the other door. <laughs> Don't you know, go out the bad the guy like, door. <laughs> no. Um, that was cool. Well, did you notice they flipped him last week? Yes. Well, I did notice that because as soon as people started talking about it, because I noticed it on Twitter, I think it was when I got home after All Out, and then Wednesday – they had the Dark Order coming out of the bad guys, and they had. I'm like, wait a minute, now, damn it, because <laughs> Adam Tully Cole comes out, out of the good I'm guys like, side. Yeah. Anybody yeah, but, else uh, get a kick out of Tully telling Sting that he was riding people's coattails? Oh, uh, I mean, Tully is just a good, uh, a good interview. But, you know, I I think, though, that AEW does more for what they used to do in the 70s, 80s, and the first part of the early 90s. And that's in, I mean, even the WWE, right? Because, I mean, we can all remember Iron Mike Mike Sharp and uh, Black Bart and, you know, guys like the Repo Man that were just simply in there for enhancement talent. Right, right. Right. And, and I, again, that's just one of the things I enjoy about uh, AEW is you get the red velvets. You know, you'll get some of these other guys that they're just there for to have a match. You know, mm-hmm. you know, they're not going to win, but it's not always main event player versus main event player. 
Right. It's, right. And it's not always the same people against the same people. Right. You get variety. You get, okay, well, we need to build Jade Cargill. All right, so we're not going to do Jade against Le- Layla Hirsch five times. We're going to let her beat, just like you said, four different people that are unknown. And then Layla Hirsch can get on the match with her, and then maybe she wins that one to be, be build her status even more. And it, the same goes for uh, the Varsity Blondes. And for even for Lucha Express or Lucha Express, damn, why do I keep doing that? Jurassic Express. So I mean, you build your talent by bringing in guys that can help to enhance, and then at the same time, by them getting that experience, they are enhanced as well. What do you mean, like a little blue pill type enhanced? Or yeah, Blue Chew. No, we're not partners with Blue Chew. We're not giving them any air time. Um, why not? No, but I mean, what I mean that, is like that, that was your time. Give, give Blue Chew some, if some you need play, some maybe. Blue Chew, you give them some Blue Chew. That's it. Yeah, that's what they need. That's what they need. But I hope they're not <laughs> doing it in the ring. That's weird. <laughs> we were talking about you, but that's okay. Hey, hey, hey. No, strong like bull. No, don't need that. Easy, big fella. No, don't, don't need that. They don't know what they're talking about. I hope so, you don't have that problem while you're talking to us, because that's just weird. This is all just weird. Can we change the subject? Can we talk about something else? What are we talking about? You're the one that took it to Blue Chew. You're the one. <sighs> Brian pulled up blue, blue pills. Yeah, but that's generic. I mean, there's a lot of no, pills. No, it's not. Blue. There's ibuprofen that's blue. Yeah. I hey, think you can get Advil that's blue. Speaking of blue pills on a completely different subject, have you seen the Matrix no. trailer? No. You have not, not seen the new Matrix trailer. Oh, wow. You need to check that out. Very cool. Why? What's his name's not in it? Um, Lawrence Fishburne. He's not in it, is he? Well, I saw him in it. So far, we don't know if he's in it or not. We just know that he's not in the trailer. I saw a glimpse no. in something I watched today. I don't know if it was a history thing or what, but like... But... So Fishburne's the only reason you liked uh, the Matrix? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's all that other crap is BS. Yeah, Fishburne's a man. Whatever, you're lying. What? What do you mean, whatever? Whatever. Go you're look, non-fan. Go look up how he. Go look at how he started in Hollywood, and tell me he's not the man. Uh, no, 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 no. Clarify. Lawrence Fishburne is definitely the man, but I'm talking about specific to the Matrix. Yeah, I mean, everything. I'm not going to tell you the... that he's not. That that would be stupid. Of course, Lawrence Fishburne's After... the man. Oh my God, is that how? Or do you just grovel for everybody? <laughs> I mean, maybe he's listening, right? Maybe he's listening. Hey, but... hey, he played Perry White <laughs> in a Superman <laughs> twice. No. Got to give him. But respect. I mean, realistically, <laughs> after the first movie, and you see all the neat little sci-fi tricks. That's kind of. You know, it is what it is. Isn't that the same thing for, like, every Marvel movie, though? I mean, come on, man. No. Marvel's different, though. <laughs> How is Marvel different? It's literally the same formula. No, because, I mean, they, they got oh, beat damn. up. They, they died, you know. Uh, you they took the green We're going down the rabbit hole. <laughs> go, Alice, go! <laughs> they lost. They did lose. It was a sad moment. I mean, you know, he he has the power of, you know, 
the one and yet Mr. You know, Stark, I don't feel so good. He couldn't he couldn't save anybody. Could save Trinity. Yeah. She got skewered. Oh. Maybe he's not the one. Maybe he's like maybe he's like one minus or something. That's sad. Have you all seen the part from the the new No Way Home trailer? Or the No Way Home trailers? Uh yeah, yeah. Actually and there's a lot there's a lot of chatter as to what else is gonna be included on that. Um have you guys ever watched any of the the videos that analyze these trailers? Like go frame for frame and stuff? Yeah, those are the same people that used to watch Disney movies and be like, did you see yeah. when the Lion King guy laid down and smelled sex in the leaves? So what you're telling me is you got a lot of time on your hands to watch somebody break down a trailer. No more time than frame you do, by sir. Frame. No more time. Yeah, but I don't watch. I don't. I don't watch those stupid things. So Brian, what do you think's worse? The people that sit down and break down this stuff and trailer by <laughs> or the frame by frame, them. or the people oh, that watch them. Man, people break it down. I think the people that watch them. Because if you don't have the people to watch them, nobody's gonna break it down. You know, that's. I don't care what anybody says. That was damn funny. I, I can't. I can't dispute that. <laughs> well, all right, they suckered me, but what the hell. I mean, if you watch oh, yeah. enough, you get to see all kinds of cameos. Yeah, but again, though, you, you should be able to pick up on your cameos even at full speed. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, the the electricity is electro. The sandstorm is uh, Sandman. And of course, they show Doc Ock. The laughter is Hobgoblin or Green Goblin, whichever one's going to pop up. Stan. Wow, I missed all of that. Well, who? Stan, are you? How do you? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. What, what, Rob? How many times did you watch the, the fan, the fan, the fan-made films of the Friends reunion before you realized it wasn't that type of reunion show? I don't know what you're talking about. I always thought that that was how they laid down <laughs> together in the same bed. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that what everybody's a group of friends do? <laughs> it wasn't no. a documentary? Damn it. You mean that wasn't Jennifer Anderson? Hawkeye dropped today. I did see that trailer. That looks really cool. Um, looks like it's all going to be based around the Christmas season. Is Or is it just... I guess it starts at Christmas is probably the wording I'll put to that. And did you hear Disney's news that all their movies will now be released in the theater only? No, I didn't hear that. Now, of course, uh, Scarlett Johansson has been with a lawsuit with them. I wonder if that's what's caused that. I'm probably <clears throat> thinking it may have. But I heard from a reliable source that Disney announced that all their future releases will be sent to the movie theater. Well, yeah, I mean, that's cool for future down the road, but I, I think if you do that to what's next, Spider-Man? Yeah, Spider-Man just this December. Yeah, you're probably going to find out your numbers are a lot lower than they should be. Yeah, that's going to hurt until, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't even know a timeline to say, but I, I would say if they did that with Spider-Man, that'd be a mistake. 
Yeah, I, I, I mean, I I think they should have taken a page out of um, HBO and keep them on there for a year, you know, like, uh, I guess, through the end of this year for HBO. Mm-hmm. But the difference with Disney is you would have to pay, right? So they're still generating some revenue, uh, straight revenue, as opposed to trying to pick up new viewers. Right. But we've gone, we've gone to maybe one or two movies, and there's been like nobody else in the theater. I was gonna, I was going to ask you, what is that experience like going to the movie theater <laughs> right now? It's like watching at home, but your TV's huge. Yeah. Because you're the only one in there. Yeah, I I mean, there might have been the last one, which I guess had potential, but might have been four people, maybe. Oh, wow. Um, What was the one before that? We went and saw one in the theater before that. One of the superhero movies. And even the superhero movie couldn't draw them in. I mean, again, I think you're only dealing with maybe six people. So did you see Black Widow and Shang-Chi? No, I I bought Black Widow on TV through Disney. Uh, Shang-Chi, I will probably do the same thing. Has it even come to the theater, Rob? Did I miss it at the theater? Okay, so I'll just wait for it to... Uh, to come out either DVD or whatever. Um, Eternals will be the same thing. Um, I'm just not, you know, I'm not big on the characters. So to me, there's no reason to draw me into the theater. Well, I mean, that's my thing with them. It's like, I feel like this, you know, we've had the, what do they call it? The phases or whatever Mm -hmm. of Marvel. And I just feel like this phase is just, it's going to sound really mean when I say it besides black widow. It seems like it's like a straight to video, you know, phase mm-hmm. like Shang-Chi may be a cool kick-ass movie and it probably is. It's just, do I have the desire to go spend the money at the movie theater to watch it? No. Right. You know, now Spider-Man, would I go to the movie theater to watch that? If we weren't in the middle of a pandemic? Sure. You know, and I know people, whatever your views are, I just feel like the thing numbers are going up and people need to keep that in mind, you know, mm-hmm. and is it the safest time to go sit in a room with a bunch of people in the dark crammed in their assholes to elbows? Probably not. <laughs> assholes to elbows. Wow. Yeah, I was and again, out the NASCAR race. Every time I'd walk around and get around people, I'm like, <laughs> and again, that's where I think the the um, you know buy at home model, at least for the next few months, is probably the way to go. Yeah, I think that's the smart way to do it. I think with what they did with Black Widow. Now, just because Black Widow did poorly at the box office. I don't think that that's a reason to shift away from at least attempting to put it into the theater, but I think streaming it and putting it in the theater at the same time is smart because it capitalizes on opportunity for both. I, I, I get, I recognize where the profit comes into play, but 
you know, if you want, if you're going to have these deals with your your actors and actresses, then you need to make it available in both both sides and not just cut off one, especially right now. I mean, you've got at least two more quarters before, you know, you should really start considering only going into the into the box office, into the theaters. Um, well, I, I just think that's I also business. feel like, right, and I also feel like it was a chance that, you know, I understand why she sued because, you know, hey, when you sign contracts, you're expecting a certain amount of revenue. Yeah. Yeah. And you're expect and and especially in this day and time where the pay is not equal anyway, you know, but that's where it should have been, hey, the contracts need to be written different, you know? Like it's a different time. It's like, you know, it goes back to you know, like Forrest, uh, Forrest Gump, Tom Hanks, you know, mm-hmm. like his going rate at the time was $20 million a movie. What what they did was they did something really odd at the time is he took half his money up front. And then he says, I'll take a percentage of the back end. And for Forrest Gump alone, he he has made over $60 million. <laughs> So, like, instead of making his 20, he's made 60. Plus, he will continue to make money because every time it's shown on television or wherever, he gets a check. You know, so, like you all said, in this day and time where they do this streaming things, if you pay your actors enough money fairly, they don't care where you show the movie because they get paid. Yeah, but uh, I I think, though, with some of these guys that have residuals, um, you know, I'd rather have the residuals in my contract. I think that's what they're called. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the residuals. Yeah, yeah, and you pay me $5 million with residuals, Mm -hmm. then you just straight pay me $20 million. Because the potential, especially, like, for the sake of Forrest Gump, I mean that that's now become a classic, mm-hmm. and it's played all the time. And you know, whatever. If I'm in a Marvel movie, I'd rather have residuals. Well, yeah, because you get a portion of that plus the video games plus everything. Yeah, you know, like, and that's where your money is. I was saying, like, you know. The contracts need to be written different. If, like, her contract was she gets a portion of, you know, she gets a percentage of what they make at the movie theater, well, that, that's on them. You know? Yeah. They should know not to write that contract when uh, not many things are going to the movie theater. But, I mean, you look at residuals, they go back as far as, you know, like Edith off Archie Bunker. She wanted off that show so bad, she signed over her residuals because back then they didn't have reruns. You know? She's like, I, I just want off the show. And they're like, well, if you sign off, sign over all your future earnings from the show, we'll let you out. Okay. Huh. Who knew that it would still be on today? <laughs> well, I don't think it's on today. I don't think you can play that show on today, but, you know... <laughs> 
<laughs> it's actually still in syndication in some networks and still available. Well, it's always available for streaming. I think uh, that's a Fox network program. So it is. Shoot. I don't know where it's available through streaming. Maybe Hulu. I think it's Hulu. It's the Fox distributor or FX. Um, I was just saying because of the content on the show. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like in this day and time. Whoa. <laughs> oh, I'm sure they have one of those, uh, you know, hey, the thoughts and, and opinions of this show or something. You know what I mean? Something like that kind of indicates the time or the era that it was recorded in. I, I'm sure that there's some kind of a warning or disclaimer. Um, I don't think so. No? I, no. I mean, there are some some shows you're just going to be able to get away with that. Uh, Sanford and Son would probably be another one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, for for its time was, I don't want to say risque, but was definitely uh, a little bit more over the top. You may have touched on certain subjects that today you'd, you'd still be able to get away with. Because uh, if I remember um, uh, the one show we were just talking about, I mean, the daughter and the the son-in-law, you know, would be the ones to try and rein them in sometimes. So it wasn't like he was just like a, you know, it was a half hour, nothing but pure racism. You would have one side and then the other ones would, you know, voice the other opinion. You remember back when shows like, would have to give a disclaimer before the episode if it was something tough. Like, I remember watching Growing Pains once, and they were like, the following episode is mature content. You know? Parents, please be advised. Because it was the one where, like, Kirk Cameron was the uncle and got drunk and had a drinking problem, you know? And it was like... So you expected, like, what's gonna happen? Nowadays, it'd be like, this episode of Growing Pains is now on the Disney Channel. <laughs> well, look, so if I can, now that we keep talking about Disney, of course, this is a wrestling podcast. Did you see the news last week that Disney may be the one to buy them? I did. I did too, yeah. Way to spin that back. Good job. Well done. That is the sign of a true conductor, Rob. Getting the train back on that, the tracks. That was Disney Plus right there. <laughs> so Disney owned Available WWE. If Disney owned WWE, what, I mean, obviously they've they've worked with them before. They've partnered with um, with them in a lot of different ways. WWE has tried very hard to keep a PG product. This would just continue to hammer that home. Charlotte would be a Disney princess. (laughs) Women's our our ladies are no longer WWE superstars. They are now WWE princesses. The Bibbidi Bobbidi Boop Boutique would now be the Bibbidi Bobbidi Bob Body Slam Boutique. (laughs) Oh wow. I mean, it's an intriguing idea to see. It is to see that because it's that's a monster machine like no other that Disney is. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a crossover potential, like 
mm-hmm. the check that would be written. Yeah. But as we've all learned too, not everything Disney touches or buys becomes anything because I watched that show that Brian turned me on to is um, the toys that made us or something like that off of Netflix. Mm. And they had that episode of Power Rangers. And I didn't realize that when Disney bought Fox Family, they also bought Power Rangers. Power Rangers was part of the deal. So Disney, for about five years, owned Power Rangers, didn't know what to do with them, couldn't figure it out, and ended up selling them back to the dude that started them in the first place. <laughs> for the same amount of money he bought, they 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 sold them for. So it would be interesting. I'm, I'm curious as to how it would be laid out. I mean... WWE would move to Disney Plus, maybe? Yep. Well, I mean, it depends on if Peacock, what family Peacock falls under. And they're NBC Universal. All right, so who's NBC owned by? Comcast. Comcast Xfinity owns NBC Universal. What uh, what network doesn't Disney own a network? Is it ABC? ABC, ABC, ABC. yeah, ABC and ESPN. Right, right. Yeah, new in or ESPN. I forgot what which one of the regular networks they own. Do they own Fox too? No, that they, was that was part of the own, deal, was it? They own part of Fox. They, they own movie the stuff. Yes, they own Fox, but they don't own like. The sports part, I guess, or something like that. There's something they couldn't own because they already owned ESPN. Hmm. And the United States government doesn't like monopolies unless it favors them. So it's confusing because it's like you said last week, there are certain things that they like. They bought The Simpsons because if you go to Disney Plus, Simpsons are on there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it kind of goes like Marvel. Marvel, they bought the movies. They didn't buy the comics. Yeah, they own the they own Marvel outright. Oh, do they? I thought they just bought the Mar- the movies. I didn't know they bought the mm-hmm. comics too. Yeah, uh, Marvel is owned by Disney, just like DC is owned by Warner Brothers, which is owned by AT and T. Um, yeah, there's. The, Disney is their parent company. Ah. Well, we went from video games to WWE to AEW to contract talk to comic books. And all the way back to WWE potentially getting purchased by Disney. That's yeah. a that's a wide variety of coverage today. Well, I mean, you know, we just wherever the wind takes you. That's right. Sometimes you just have to flow. It be fluid. I mean, because I don't think any big breaking news outside of Samoa Joe this past week. Yeah, I mean, the only news that I saw that was really like earth shattering or anything was uh, the the Samoa Joe surrendering the, surrendering the title 
and uh, the contract news that continues to come out uh, from from WWE, which is alarming. Uh, Pete Dunne, yeah, add him to the list, um, and he apparently is vocal uh, on Twitter talking about, hey, AEW might be a great place to go, which. I can't say I disagree with that. That would be an interesting fit. Mm. Yeah, but the joy the joy about AEW now is, mm-hmm. oh, AEW is the place for me, but I'm not really looking to go nowhere. I just want more money. Right, right. It's it's a uh, it's bargaining power. Yeah. Which, hey, good, good. Maybe we see. You know, we've talked about it a lot. The last thing we want to see is less places for people to work. What we want to see is for the business to grow overall, and that's I think we all want to see that. Yeah, bring on impact. I want to, I want to see where they go next. I just I don't know a whole lot about their new network deal. I just know that they recently got one. I'm hopeful for mm-hmm. them that they can start turning the corner, because man, they got they got some good stuff going on right now, and they've made some such positive changes that. Man, I, I would hate to see them just just not be able to hang anymore. Watch, they're gonna they're gonna shock the world. They're gonna appear on like NBC Saturday nights or something. Right, right. <laughs> They'll get the Saturday night's main event gig or something. I don't know, but how cool would that be? Right. So it it's such an unknown world we're in right now with wrestling that it's it's cool. It, it's make it gives you that feeling like man, you really don't know what's gonna happen next. So that's the way it should be. Hey, I agree. I agree. You want it fun. You want it fresh. You want it uh, to keep moving, like we should do. So, with Mm-mm, that, I'm being not letting said, you move. Yep, you're not. You're not letting us go. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I'm <laughs> hijacking. The, I'm hijacking the joint. Uh oh. I put my metal. I put my metal chair down in the middle of the ring. <laughs> I'm not leaving until I get. A <laughs> if you want your show to continue, <laughs> you better come out here. I want my title shot. I want it now. That's how it usually goes. Hey, real quick, have either one of you had a chance to check out Heels? No, not yet. I have not bought it, uh, the subscription. I have not. Uh, Great show. Definitely want want to check it out when you can. Uh, and I, I can't tell you anything about it. I don't want to spoil any of it because I think you both would enjoy it. But it definitely has some similarities out there. That being said, catch up with Rob on Twitter at Rob Hefner CCC. Catch up with Brian at Vlad Dragul on the Twitter bot and uh, Vlad Dragul CTC. Excuse me. That's V L A D. He used all of them fifteen characters. <laughs> D R A G. <laughs> Oh, 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 I couldn't. I was stuck because all of a sudden I thought it was two, two G's. Uh, and hey, Sonny with with a, a C two C account as well. I want to say thank you to Sonny Chase. Give him a follow. It's 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 C two C kayfabe. How cool is that? What a dude, man. He's a he's a good guy. And of course, let's get him up. on here one day. You know what? I think we should. I think that would be a good conversation. Although I, I wonder how it would go with the with the cornet conversation. Um, catch up with me at. Hey, that dude's anywhere. all elite now. <laughs> he is. He's very positive. 
about that product. So I can't. He listened. He listened to me. Maybe. This is wrestling. Just have fun. Now, Cornette's. Woo, all elite. Yay. If we just keep keep talking about the Dark Order, maybe we can pull him over there. (laughs) Catch up with the show at C2C Radio Show. And of course, C2C Radio Show.com for the website and Corner to Corner Show on Facebook. Thanks again for listening. Be sure to check out WrestleDeck. That's at WrestleDeck on Twitter, Facebook.com slash WrestleDeck and WrestleDeck.com. Thanks again to Steven for joining us and talking to us about a game that I'm sure we're all excited to, to check out. Have a great night. We'll see you next week right here at C2CRadioShow.com for Corner to Corner. Have a great night, everybody. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.